0: Welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where each and every week you and I explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I want to wish you a happy holidays this Christmas season. We are less than a week out from Christmas Day, and we have a fantastic, festive, funny, awesome episode for you today. I am welcoming one of my favorite stand-up comedians to the show. He is also a big comic book fan. His name is Mike Kaplan, and he is going to join us in just a few moments. We have just a great conversation planned for you. We are actually going to be covering the issues that follow the Devourer King storyline that we did with Brandon and Brandon from Apollo City Comics just a while back, we are gonna be discussing the Prey storyline. It is a series of six issues that really delve into the dark side Of Thor and his alter ego, Donald Blake. So these issues are fantastic. Mike is fantastic. He was gracious enough to spend really some quality time with us talking about comics. We have a lot of fun and we also get philosophical. We get a little bit existential. It's really just a great winding conversation and we had a great time. So I wanted to share that conversation with you on the week before Christmas so that. You can just get in the festive spirit. It's a really good talk, and I will delay no further. Friends, fellow sojourners aboard the Bifrost, I give you my conversation with Mike Kaplan. Okay, everybody, I am very, very privileged to welcome Mike Kaplan, comedian, podcaster, uh, onto the show today to talk about our issues. Mike,
1: how's it going today, man? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be talking to you. I like the idea that we're discussing our issues. And uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes I, uh, yeah, if I if I hurt my uh, my back, I feel like I'm like, oh, I have back issues. Um, so happy to talk about these. I guess like the ones that are coming out newly are front issues that uh, you don't talk about yes. as such, perhaps. But uh, yeah, uh, always happy to talk about things that I love with uh, nice people. And so, uh, thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Well, I I. I... I was really uh, wanting to I've been listening to your your comedy for years now and I really enjoy like the moments that you'll sprinkle in sprinkle in like comic references the first one that I remember sticking with me was a Punisher reference that you made in a story and you've talked about Batman in your sets before and, and there's just like these little things here and there and I was like oh my gosh I wonder if my favorite comedian <laughs> would like to come and talk comics with me and you said yes and I was like holy shit, this is going to be cool. Uh, and then we were like, oh my gosh, I actually just read the Prey storyline from Donny Cates. I was like, that's fantastic because that's the next part of Thor, like current modern Thor that I want to cover. So we're going to talk about the Prey storyline today. Um, so yeah, really excited to have you on the, on the Bifrost. I do want to let listeners know where in the Nine Realms are you... Talk, talking to us from today uh
1: thank you i i believe if i'm not mistaken that i'm in midgard uh in in between you know like uh some some of the places are a little cold some are a little hot uh, i'm in the one that's uh, <laughs> just right for human life to uh flourish as much as possible uh particularly i'm in the brooklyn new york uh subsection of midgard
0: okay so, I mean, if, if this were the Marvel Universe, like, man, everything's happening in your neck of the woods like, right now. Oh, yeah.
1: It, that's absolutely so. Also, I don't know if they already have one, but it sounds like it'd be a nice, like, roll on deodorant for your abs. Uh, Midgard would be a good name for that as well.
0: Oh, my goodness. I could see, like, the commercial right now, like the Chris Hemsworth commercial. That'd be great. Yeah, it's
1: uh, strong enough for a god, but pH balanced for a human. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Uh, So you're calling in from from Brooklyn, and we're actually going to have another conversation uh, with you on our Patreon with your your history of comics, uh, just in general. But I wanted to really just dig into for a moment here, your history with this character,
1: because I know you've been reading
0: comics for a while now.
1: It is so. Uh, I would say that Thor was one of the characters that like you know clearly always knew about heard of you know was ever since uh you know I feel like the first you know it was like earliest was like Spider-Man Hulk uh X-Men but then like you know Avengers uh was something I never really read or specifically cared about as a kid but like always was you know aware of you know and I remember like I got the Secret Wars uh story from like you know the 80s when I was maybe 10 or 12 or something and that was like you know everyone and so I would always you know and I'd be it's funny like I feel like whenever there's like a crossover it's it was always fun when like oh this person does not usually in this book and I would even be excited when they were two characters that I didn't care about at all I'm like look uh Howard the Duck and Deathlock you know uh weird and so why not yeah (laughs) I probably saw some you know thor uh appearing like you know with spider-man with other people but i guess maybe for the same reason that like if i would be more of like a batman guy than a superman guy uh in part because it seems like if you're so powerful like then what are what are the things that you know what are the stakes uh that you're dealing with uh and not that they i mean since then i've uh how, how wrong i was but i feel like similarly thor was just like oh he's I, I, w- I guess I guess I never really thought about it this way, but you know, would relate more to like a Spider-Man who's like seemed like a regular, a regular guy, your your friendly neighborhood <laughs> person like me, you know? Yes. Uh like who had uh, challenges in life that made sense to me uh, as a child uh, and an adult. But uh, so the my first uh, when I when I grew up, like eventually, I started reading comic books for. More who was writing them than what, uh, than who the characters even were. Like, I might still have my favorite characters, but I, like, I saw some years ago I started reading Scalped uh, because I heard it was good. And then I got into Jason Aaron's Punisher and then started being like, I'm going to read everything that I can by Jason Aaron. And then, like, sort of the same way that when, uh, like, I love Ed Brubaker and when he started writing. Iron Fist I was like I've never actively purposely looked to read an Iron Fist story in honestly I I don't know if this is the entire thing but I just didn't know anything about the character didn't care as much but also I I like symmetry and it always kind of like got to me that I'm like but it's just the one side like that he just can he can he switch it like I don't even know (laughs) is it only just the one like like, yeah, yeah. It, it feels so lopsided in a way that, uh, like, I'm not clinically diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, but uh, <laughs> on on the spectrum where if I, if I were uh, to, I'm like, I feel like there's some symptoms that are present in me that, like, uh, don't lead to my, uh, debilitating lack of function in my life. In fact, sometimes help me be more organized than I might either even need to be or want to be. Uh, under certain circumstances, but anyway, when Ed Brubaker started writing Iron Fist, I was like, I'm gonna. I, I got into it, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I didn't know anything about this character now because of the writer. I love it. He's telling a beautiful story that could be like a movie. And so the similar thing happened when Jason Aaron took over Thor. That's when I started regularly reading Thor. So not too long ago, like I guess yeah. it's a couple of years now, but just like, I feel like he the the very thing that I said earlier, I'm like, what, what are the stakes going to be like? How, you know, how, how is yeah. this God going to be challenged? And like, I think the very first Thor storyline or storyline, I don't know if that's how you refer to things here. Uh, <laughs> we will that, for now on <laughs> that I ever engaged with was called the God butcher. And I was like, Oh, yes. so there's like, you know, kind of like the very, the, uh, the only thing that maybe could murder a god. Uh, And it was just, like, you know, a beautiful story. Like, the art was beautiful. Like, Jason Aaron's, like, I love... I I read things for writing more than the art, but, like, you know, I feel like some of the best authors, some of the best comic book writers, like, get to work with these, you know, incredible artists. So it just all came together. And so I just read everything, all the the Thor that I could by uh, Jason Aaron. Uh, And then... And then once I feel like his story came to an end and I'm like, it really seems like there don't need to be any more Thor stories. I was like, what else are they? I feel like he like did everything, which is like yeah. a, be- a beautiful, a beautiful, like you covered it. And then I'd read some Donnie Kate stuff before and, uh, and I had been fine with it. And even the first, uh, I forget what the first one was, the first Donny Kate storyline right before it's this one. It's The Devourer King. Yeah. Like it was I was I read it and it was fine. And it didn't uh it didn't make me run out and get the next uh series immediately. But okay. then I think I thought I think I just saw it uh like after you know, it'd been out for a few months and it was only like a couple bucks, you know, to get the whole thing. I was like, oh I do like I liked when I think Donnie Cates did Doctor Strange a little while ago also and yeah. it was a story where Lo- like Loki appeared and I really enjoyed the Dr. Strange Loki. And so I've been, I've been getting into Loki more as well. I really enjoyed the Loki, uh, Disney plus series. And like, yeah. they're just, I, I know a comedian or a, a comedy writer named, uh, Daniel Kibblesmith, uh, who, okay. uh, wrote a Loki story that I also really liked. Uh, I forget what it's nice. called, but, uh, also in the past couple of years. So, I was like, well, I like, I like some of what Donny Cates is doing. So let me give it a shot. And then just, uh, I mean, I guess now, now you're caught up on my Thor, my hist story. I'm going to, I'll stop doing it now.
0: (laughs) Oh no, no, please, please continue at your own discretion. You got Uh, it. So this, this storyline, like we actually, um, I, I, with some other, with some other guys, some other, uh, podcasters, we, uh, broke down the devourer King storyline and um, I had really wanted to dig into this because this story is so different from The Devourer King because The Devourer King is like big space battles and oh, he's fighting this cosmic entity that's going to end all life. And it's like, yeah, we, that's kind of the, the Marvel pop and circumstance. You know? you know, everything has to, you know, I mean, being from New York, it's like, no, New York has to be destroyed uh, at the end of this. Uh, it's kind of our, our, our standard thing. This storyline is much more, uh internally focused and it's much more uh you know going all the way back to the roots of the character and but before we jump in here this is uh this storyline will start off in issue nine and those of you that followed along with us on the devourer king story that only got us to issue six well seven issues seven and eight of Donny Cates and Nick Klein's run of Thor, just for, for uh, your education, uh, dear listener is it's kind of a filler story where Thor uh, goes to Midgard and he's like, Hey, uh, anybody want to lift the hammer? And uh, this person lifts the hammer and he's like, Oh, anybody can be worthy. Okay. That's kind of the, you know, just the, the general little thing it's getting at there. And then this story starts and I want to give a brief overview. And then Mike, I'm just going to ask you, like, what did you like about this story? What did you not like about this story? Like, we're just going to pick it apart at our own kind of buffet style. We're just going to go at it. You know, the parts that we we want to uh, discuss and the ones that get left, um, they can be for someone else to discuss. So uh, basically overarching theme of this story is, you know, Thor is still struggling with the fact that the, the hammer can be picked up by other people now. And like uh, Loki picks it up in this story and he's, you know, he says, oh, you didn't think I could do that. You didn't think I knew. And Thor's like, okay, I just need, I just need some time away. I just need some time away from this. Like being the all father has gotten to me and it's a little bit stressful and taxing. So I just need to get away. We haven't let Don Blake out of the box in a while. And we find out that Don Blake has his own little paradise. You know, when, when Thor shows up, Don Blake goes away and he goes into, he goes into his paradise. It's been a long time since Don Blake has come out. And um, things have changed for Don. Uh, Don is not the uh, the uh, almost uh, simplistic, you know, altruistic doctor that he used to be. Um, and he, being the alter ego of Thor, he knows what being Thor is like. And when you're taken away from that power for so long, he goes mad, and he becomes this, you know, uh, you know, throat throat slitting killer who goes throughout and he's hunting down Thors. And when he's in the when he's in the world, Thor is back in this paradise and he has a conversation with the Midgard Serpent who Don Blake killed. And there's a lot of different aspects of this. And then at the end, Odin is brought back into the fight. Thor and Don Blake have this final confrontation and uh, Thor puts Don back in his place, uh, figuratively speaking. Um, So. This storyline, there's so many different characters in this storyline. There's so many different references. Uh, the Frog of Thunder shows up. Uh, there's just so much good stuff in here. And I just want to throw open the, the, the wide-ended question, Mike.
1: What, what did you think of this story? Uh, it was real cool. I really yeah. liked it a lot. And I'm happy to be talking about it. I'll add one additional thing that in the two filler episodes uh that precede this story there's like one kind of like f- i uh one Thor shadowing kind of thing that happens <laughs> and uh i i couldn't quit um and so in in the story where you know thor is talking to the dude who is just a, you know a dude who picks up the hammer and uh enjoys that power for a few moments uh like a little while <laughs> yeah that guy's like a mechanic And uh, he's talking to Thor about the challenges that Thor is facing and that he kind of like, so I just reread it today. uh, Okay. And so sort of fresh on my mind, he, I noticed, I was like, I also thought it was like, Oh, a completely separate story. But he's like, Hey, you know, sometimes when, uh, when something's not working like your hammer, like if you just like, you know, turn it off and on again, uh, then, uh, then maybe it'll start working again. And that's like a thing that leads Thor to be like, oh, maybe I do need like a reset if I go like in and out for just a day. Uh, so that sort of led to that. It seems like um, and then he, he was like, well, what if it doesn't work like turning something on and off? And the guy was like, well, then I usually just hit it with a hammer. And it's just it's great. It's fun. So a couple of things that I like about this story. Uh, one is like, I mean, it looks really cool at the end of every I think it's like a six issue arc. And at the end of every issue, like, until the last one, there's just, like, a really cool, uh, like, image and, like, a revealing surprise, you know, like, when we see that Jane Foster uh, is yeah. back in the mix. Like, oh, that this is, what is this going to be? Uh, when the frog appears, when, uh, like, so every, good. I think, when Odin appears, just, like, all of these characters that, like, I, I it's so... So I read, I re- I really like Dan slot and yeah. I think that a thing that he does really wonderfully, he does a couple things really wonderfully. One of them is I remember in reading his fantastic four, there was one story in particular that I was like, it seems like a classic story that could have been written in the sixties and also is like brand new and introducing new, you know, characters and yeah. like, I was like how it's amazing. Like the combination of the classic and the new. And so I feel like similarly, uh, like donny cates here is bringing back like all of these like you know your beta ray bills your your throg your like all you know if you're if you're like a student of thor which again i am not like i have enough you know through cultural osmosis knowing yeah. like i haven't read all of the classic walt simonson stories i haven't read you know all the ones from journey into mystery in, you know the 60s or whatever uh, but yet, I have gleaned enough information about your, you know, your Odins, your Beta Ray Bills, and such, to be like, I, un- I'm sure that somebody who has like read ev- more, the more Thor that you've read, uh, the the more cool it probably is when you're like, oh shit, this guy, oh <laughs> damn, snap that, oh god, I thought, I-. and so a thing that I think, like this, this guy does that the story does so well is like create again another like being that is capable of like uh you know supplanting uh you know dismissing like defeating like by taking on like he's looking for all of like the odin energy that he can so he's like taking any any energy that odin gifted to somebody he extracts and then becomes more and more powerful and i feel like uh so i think like wow it's I think he says something like explicitly like you've never you know he's like he because he has thor's memories he's like talking to the asgardians who are fighting him and yeah. he's like i have his memory so i've fought you all hundreds of times and you've never Follow encountered me. me and i think then he like dispatches dr strange at one point and dr strange is like this guy is something that you've never faced so i feel like uh, again like the class like uh, the classic mixed with the new it's like donald blake like the oldest referent you know in the thor yeah. universe like used to be just like that was you know like peter parker spider-man you know like bruce banner transforms into the hulk yeah and similar to that like i feel like they've all. it goes back and forth between like who remembers what of the alter ego like there's yeah i feel like this classic uh buddhist story uh of like i don't know if it's Buddhist specifically but the idea that there's like a, a, dr- a man dreams that he's a butterfly and then what but during the dream is like is it a butterfly dreaming that it's a human or is it a human dreaming that it's a butterfly yeah. or both or you know what's going on and so i guess one question i have for yeah. the story is uh and i don't know if you can answer this but oh, it, because this. donald donald blake says that he had he remembers he has all the memories of Thor. But then when he's out to dinner or lunch with Jane Foster and she says something like, oh, yeah, I didn't really get along with Odin when I was Thor. And he was like, when you were what? Yeah. And clearly. And so when Jane Foster was Thor or would become the Thor that she was like, that isn't always clear to me whether is it the same mind in a different body is it like it was there is there going to be a story like this for Jane Foster and Valkyrie or Thor, the Jane Foster Thor where yeah. in the future be like oh did she go to a paradise place like this as well or is it completely different why didn't Donald Blake know that this was happening because i, I mean i guess i understand my 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 explanation now to answer my own question would be That there isn't just one Thor, of course, like there's all these like these Thors, like uh, a force of Thors and such. I also I really did also enjoy when they did uh, was it Battle Zones for like uh, a Marvel like, you know, big crossover thing where there was Battle World maybe uh and one of the one of the stories was like the thors were like the the governing policing force of that universe (laughs) for dr doom who was in charge and i really liked the like police procedural thor murder mystery so that's another uh like beloved thor story that i really enjoyed um so this is all to say i understand that there are different thors and i guess donald blake doesn't have all the memories of all the thors just the one that swaps in and out for him and i guess when jane foster took the mantle uh like who knows i don't even know i forget what the other thor was actually doing at that point was he dead was he alive was he i know that there was the unworthy thor for a while yeah um but uh see i guess i a question i have is like how does that all work i don't entirely understand yeah. but feel free to let me know if you have thoughts i will fill in the gaps
0: that i can and i'll pick a, you said a few things there that i um i just feel like uh i i think i can explain Please. um the uh so don blake being the one that like why he doesn't know jane foster is or was thor at one point is possibly thor has not transitioned between that like he has not done the switcheroo uh in that long like because they they make a pretty big deal of it being so long and that he like don has had enough time to go so mad that he kills the midgard serpent Mm -hmm. and like he's just a dude so like it's probably been a while like um and uh maybe it is like hey i don't know the information that thor knows until we switch Mm. because like thor had no idea what was going on under like in the you know in this pocket world or whatever because uh, yeah. when he sh- when he shows up like everybody's freaking murdered every sure oh yeah
1: uh it, that makes sense i'll buy that
0: i mean and, and that's that's my guess my other thing is like it's a writing device where donnie's like donnie's like well i know what i just said but like i'd really like for them to be some shock value because like that Uh, so that that scene right there they so listeners who haven't read the issues what are you doing go read them um and in that they have a dinner scene it is so uncomfortable it like you're supposed to feel uncomfortable especially like the moment where they kind of have that flash forward of don stabbing her hand and that like that terrifying like it was like hannibal lecter clarice like level of creepiness for me and Uh, when they have that interaction, I think that's just one of those things where it's like Don had no, like he thought Jane was just a friend that he was coming to to get information. And now he's like, oh shoot, now I have to kill her too. Um, And like maybe playing off of their relationship. I mean, they literally next to Thor and Don Blake, Jane is the second oldest Thor character. So you have all these people like decades and decades of history. And maybe that's just something where they're like, just want to play up the drama of it um you had said another thing um in there where uh you know uh bringing uh bringing back like all these familiar faces and i loved that so much like it was one of my favorite like and and, like yeah very dan slot ask of like getting to the end like you feel like it's all you know, classic and stuff and then you get to the end and you're like oh my gosh throgs in the next issue oh my gosh beta ray bills in the next issue like and i wasn't buying these uh i wasn't buying these at the time issue by issue because i didn't live by a comic book store um and you know we were our world was going through other stuff um and uh i but when i read these t- all all like all in a row i was like can't stop can't stop like I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. And then like, um, then the destroyer shows up at the end. Like, oh yeah, all, all the Thor pieces were there, and Donny Cates just kind of like threw them up in the air, and was like, "I'm just gonna arrange them differently."
1: Oh yeah, but, and like the idea, the thing that was, I feel like that he did so well is like build up this seemingly unstoppable opponent uh this you know like he's gaining all the power that like odin ever like birthed into the world or gifted to people and and the dragon you know the serpent's power like and he's just like wow like how is anything ever going to stop all of this odin force and then like the fact that the whole time you know we know that thor has taken over for odin and thor like has his own power and he's like oh yeah uh so you're not going to get any you know Odin, you can do all the all the Odin stuff you want, but like Odin's like you know out with out with the ode, you know what I mean, and (laughs) and in with the Thor, and it just like it was it was so rewarding. Like a thing that I like, maybe I don't know if this analogy will be as resonant as I want it to be, but okay, there are some comedians and some friends of mine and some comedian friends of mine who like I love talking to and listening to in part because they are they have such strong opinions even if i don't agree with the opinions completely or like let's say it's a person who i agree with about a lot of things and then they they like take something so far in one direction that it's like easy to like come up with like a fun like counterpoint to it to be like we're like we're just both of us like sort of you know dancing around what you know perhaps could be a compromise or the uh, a greater truth or you know like the goldilocks just right thing but it's like what if it's this what if it's that and so i feel like in this story what's happening is they're like look at this this now this all near unbeatable invulnerable like gaining power by the moment like oh no what are we going to be able to do and then the pendulum eventually completely swings in the other direction where by the last issue like uh thor is just like knocking like there's like one i think one page flip where it looks at the bottom of one page it looks like don blake is about to like like do something super sinister super Powerful, whatever he's like, he's like in the middle of about to say something, and the next page is like almost entirely just like Thor's fist. I think just like like battering him so much that it's like, well, how did this character even like by the end of the by the end of the story? We're like, how was he the the big bad that he was in the beginning? It was just so satisfying and rewarding, and like I feel like you know, if there was somebody like an accountant, you know, or like uh, an auditor looking down and be like, well, how does the power system actually like, what is, how did this person do all this? And then these gods over here, and didn't he have, and couldn't he, and shouldn't. Uh, but like it had such perhaps like the way, I don't know how you are on like lost, but, uh, I remember the conclusion of the show lost was, uh, A a way that it was emotionally resonant, if not like intellectually satisfying in answering all of the questions that the show raised over the course of the six years or whatever it was. And I feel like similarly here, like, you know, there's like threads that could be pulled at in a, you know, Simpsons comic book guy being like, well, how did the, but yeah. Yeah, but like,
0: gosh,
1: yes, you know. But I feel like the the emotional resonance of of the story like spoke to me so much that I was like, oh yeah, like this is it. it turned out to be just as I mean, beautiful in a different way as like the and as complete a story as you know Jason Aaron's uh, that I loved. Like, I just feel like you know when you're when the writer when the creators of art are like you know sort of masters of their craft, you feel like I felt like I was in good hands. And like, regardless of the questions that like, I don't know the answers to that I bet, you know, if you asked this this writer and any other Thor writers throughout history, like what is the explanation for this seemingly, uh, you know, contradictory thing you know like the same way you can find like things in the bible be like well if you said this then but you also said this then what are you supposed to do or even like in buddhism like the buddha said eighty four thousand things and some of them uh seemingly might conflict with other things but it's like oh like at this time in this moment like in the beginning, this was the truth. In the end, this is the truth. Even if the truths seem like they're not necessarily completely compatible, like there's like a, a through line, a thread, like a narrative arc that is just so like sort of perfect and rewarding and beautiful uh, that like they just really you know set it up and then just like completely like swung it. Uh, it As far like it's like, oh, my God, like horrifying, terrifying, and then just like so redemptive and rewarding and cathartic, I guess. And yeah. then with with the ending being like, you know, I feel like at the beginning of the story, Loki starts uh, by talking with Thor about how like Thor asks him to, you know, help him by lying and loki's like uh i'm kind of trying to do like a rebranding kind of thing where uh, i'm about like stories now and like sometimes stories are true stories and like and myths and like you know fables and powerful things and like yeah, myths and stories are more my thing and then at the very end it sort of like swings back around like that comes back where loki uh is like i'll take care of him now now that we now that you've done your thing thor and thor's like uh what are you what are you gonna do and he's like you You want me to lie to you now? And then, (laughs) I mean, ultimate, like, you know, spoiler for the final panel of the thing, uh, Don Blake is, you know chained up and loki's like if you want uh nobody's using the old god of lies title now so uh if you want to be a god uh that's the one that's available the, the one that i had for so many years uh getting my ass kicked uh but uh you're you're she welcome it to it and in fact you're uh you're kind of you're you can't say no right now because uh you're trapped in this place but uh, it was just like I mean, I feel like also like he almost was killed, and he kind of wanted to be killed. Like that's ultimately uh, like Odin was about to kill him, and uh, then I I like uh you know as we've as you and I have talked, I think maybe even just before like the Punisher is not my you know wouldn't be my favorite real life human you know uh same here (laughs) big 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 fan of uh not murdering when it can be avoided and i think it can almost always be avoided (laughs) and i mean and it it does seem like they you know it's nice that magic exists in this world and in these stories in a way that they're like okay we can we can take we can handle this guy and you know maybe he'll escape at some point maybe he'll be you know there'll be more Don Blake villain stories. Maybe there'll be some redemptive arcs in the future, like where in the, uh, you know, the the Fast and Furious movies, it seems like every every one of them, uh, ultimately, there's like a villain that the next issue, they're like, the next episode, they're like, "Uh, actually, we need your help on this one to take down an even bigger villain. So maybe (laughs) Don Blake will come back into the, you know, the heroic fold at some point. Maybe there'll be some Uh, reset of the universe that, you know, who knows, but because I also, the fact that I knew that Don Blake existed as, you know, Thor's alter ego, but didn't know about this, you know, this paradise world that he inhabited. And I don't even know if that was part of the canon to begin with, or if Donny Cates like created that out of whole cloth, whatever the case may be like i'm like oh like i didn't even know that don blake was still a guy maybe he wasn't maybe if this story didn't happen then it would be like yeah that was just he was a guy now he's thor every it's all thor all the time everything's cool uh but yeah i just really uh i i liked that i didn't have to know all of the history of like decades and decades of these characters all i had yeah. to know was the basics that i knew without even doing any like learning or research or prerequisites and like now again like it just it made a beautiful new thing out of like previous pieces that i didn't even know uh i had and was like doing the puzzle of
0: yeah i i i mean there. wow there's so 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 much there that i like i agree with you know wholeheartedly like even like the um when you're talking about the, the transition of like, we started here uh, and we, we thought we were going in this direction. And then, you know, we ended up at the end and we're like, some parts of it were redemptive, but then also other things changed along the way. And this story, I think, is a good example of like, back when Don begins, Don is so boring, bland, nothing like one of the other parts of my show, Mike, is I'm going through the history of Thor one issue at a time. Mm, wow there are there are are very few gems at this point we'll put it that way there's a lot of a lot of archaic style writing and it's a lot of you know um you know a picture's worth a thousand words but stanley also believed the thousand words was worth a thousand words so he wrote them and um but like taking that version of don blake and then putting it through the donny cates filter being like oh no what one thing i've noticed that donny cates loves to do because i just um i've read a few of his other things like his venom stuff and um which uh, is high i highly recommend and then i just read the first issue of his new hulk series with ryan otley oh cool and what i've noticed about his writing style and it's perfectly displayed here is that he loves pitting a hero against their dark side Mm. and so like Don kind of becomes Thor's dark side cuz you were right like earlier like Thor's not really relatable like as as a almost a Clark Kent super superman like character he's not instinctively relatable but Now he has a dark side and he has demons and he has responsibility of the things he's done in his past. And Don reminds him of all of those things. And he has to put his past down. Um, You know, Bruce Banner is about to do that in the Hulk series, you know, where Bruce Banner is the bad guy and Don, Don Blake is the bad guy here, you know, even in this venom stuff, um, you know, Eddie Brock and the symbiote and all that. I just think he's really good at drawing distinctions between a hero and their dark side And one of my, actually, my favorite uh, segments of the last issue is when Don is, you reference this where Don is almost begging, like, you know, if you're going to end it, end it. (laughs) Like, um, but he he has this, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me and I don't remember it word for word, but he basically says like, unmake me. Like, I didn't ask to be made. Like, you made me so that he would have. Something to hide behind at times, like, well, now I'm in the light, and either unmake me or you should have never made me. Um, and it kind of like throws the responsibility back on all of them because Don was like a toy, Don was like a toy being played with,
1: yeah. And you just reminded me another part that I think was so powerful, like early on, when uh, maybe, maybe in like the second issue, I think we find out that he's like the big bad at the end of the first issue. And so like in the second issue where we find out like how, how this came to be, he, he, at one point they talk about like the narration is about him getting, having a memory of getting stung by a bullet ant or bitten by a bullet ant. Right. Uh, And so the, the, he was like on a trip. So Donald Blake, the doctor uh, was, you know, in his past, has a memory of being on like a trip, like a Doctors Without Borders kind of thing, it seemed like in, or like, you know, Peace Corps type of thing. He's in, in the jungle somewhere, helping out, providing medical care. And while he's there, gets bit by this, you know, like ant that it said can be possibly the most pain that a human being can be in. And it like debilitate him for a while. And so Donald Blake has that memory. And now that he's learned that, that didn't ever happen for real because he was just created uh, as a, as a full formed adult. He was never a baby. He was never a child. He was never a teenager. He was never in med school. He was just born uh, fully formed from Odin's creation to be like a lesson to teach Thor humility or to help him understand what it is like to be human. And so he gave him human experiences like uh you know in I, I know i'm bringing up buddhism a lot it's just something that, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lens that i like seeing things through like the the four noble truths in buddhism like the first one is that like suffering is that there is suffering that this world that most of us in, that we we all inhabit but that yeah. unless you are a, like a divinely enlightened uh being a buddha uh or what what have you uh you are in samsara you're in this samsaric cyclical existence that, you know, uh, if you believe in like rebirths and reincarnation, like, you know, until you, uh, get to enlightenment until you get to nirvana or liberation, like then you're going to keep like life is suffering. There's going to be suffering. And, uh, there is, you know, the, the rest of the noble truths are like the causes of it, the, the cessation of it and the path to the cessation of it. Uh, but it seems like, uh, the question that Donald Blake asks, you know, of, of the world of Odin is like, why, why would you create me? Why would you create a being only to suffer? Like, why would you, like, I'm fictional. Like, why did you make me up? And why, why did you like, give me this painful memory? Like you made me have like, which sort of like, uh, is a, a microcosm or an allegory or some kind of, you know, resonant with the idea of like questions that we all might ask like humans in the world that we inhabit right now like whether you are a religious person or not let's say you are a religious person let's say yeah. you believe in a loving god uh and you're like god why why you know, why do good things happen to bad people why yeah. is there so much suffering why is there genocide and hatred and disease and uh, why why are these like if there's a loving god i mean one answer i like from buddhism is that uh, the buddha is said to be uh, omniscient, all-knowing, omni-benevolent, all-loving, mm. omnipresent, all-places, but not omnipotent, not all-powerful, uh, mm. and that is why. So, if you can imagine a god that's all those other things, not to say that the Buddha is a god, but yeah. let's say imagine the you know the classic uh, the god of the Old Testament, the New Testament, etc. You're like imagine everything you know about the god, like uh, you know, except for. All powerful. And that is why that there is suffering in the world. Because if there, if the if any omni, if any all powerful being were also all loving, or if any all loving being were all powerful, then they would like snap their fingers and make it so there was no suffering. But they there is no being that has that power to eliminate suffering for all sentient beings. Each sentient being has to or gets to do the work on their own in their own life to help alleviate their own suffering, to help alleviate the suffering of others uh, as they see fit. So Don Blake is like asking the question that we're all asking, which is like, why, why? And specifically why, like in a world, in a, in a, in a comic book world where not only like, you know, who knows what the, the take on like the, the biblical God is, but they're like, we have, uh access to and communications with uh literal gods in this story and he's like so donald blake knows who his creator is that he was created why he was created but then he's like why would you why did you do this you you didn't just do this to thor you did this to me which when i was in uh college i studied philosophy and i took a few ethics classes and in one class uh, one ethics class, we we discussed like uh, what seemed like a, a conscious, a remorseless, conscienceless uh, like killer who like just we we read like in detail about some of the, the murders that they committed, and like we discussed, is it would it be right to put them to death? Would it be you know is the death penalty a fair penalty, a fair punishment? Uh, and we're like, oh man, this seems like this person like could how could they be rehabilitated with all that they've done? And then the next day we talked about uh, a a child that was born uh, to a a family where the father was erratic and like would pull guns on his family members at all times. And that the, the mother in the family, like while she was pregnant, like was beaten by her husband. And he thought that this child that, that was born prematurely because of some of those beatings, uh, like he thought that that child wasn't his child. So he was like, nobody touched that child. Nobody give any, anybody who touches that child, like that's the deal with me. So the child didn't get uh, enough, let's say food, love, care, physical touch, you know, uh, warmth, like the things that you'd want. And then we learned uh, the teacher shared it's like, and that child grew up to become the psychopath from the day before. And we're like, when that child is a baby, we're like that Nobody deserves what that person is going through, yeah. and then when we learn, like, of course, it makes sense that, like, if you if you are receive nothing that you need, then you're going to be you're going to just live a life of pain that then becomes perpetuated. I've heard a thing I forget who said this that uh, pain that is not transformed is transmitted. Yes, and and so here, like, the pain, like this imaginary pain like you know and this is just one example that we're given of like the worst pain a human being can feel was like magically imprinted onto this being so how could he have become anything or anyone other than like the like uh unhinged killer that he became because it all made logical sense and yeah the question is like yeah odin hey uh why didn't you make this not happen? Uh, so yeah, that that was another just really, I think, a beautiful you know, discovery slash creation that Donnie Cates is like, oh yeah, like if if this guy if this being was created like in the way that we know historically he was, like then that means that there are painful memories within yeah. this being that were chosen. To be put there, uh, by you know, this all theoretically as close to all powerful being in the universe as there is, and be like, hey, (laughs) like so, it feels unfair. (laughs) Yeah, it humanizes this, you know, uh, this 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 creature. (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i i think so that that uh adage that you said about like pain that isn't you know tran you know i've heard it you know the pain, pain that isn't transformed is then you know it's it's transactioned to to someone else i think sure. don is a great example of this where you know yes he he has this pain imprinted upon him and then he goes on these adventures with thor and you know, and, and uh, I'm learning through the history of Thor, like Jane rejects him, you know, he's not good enough for her. So, you know, it's pain on pain on pain on pain on pain. And then every so often he has to transform into this all powerful thing that does have the power to take things away because there's, there's a weird, like little bit of history in Thor comics where Thor and Odin can wipe people's memories. So they have the power to do this thing. And this is a lot more philosophical than i thought this issue was going to get but i love it because don it 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 humanizes you know a, a an inhuman villain um but don is never given the opportunity to transform into anything else and then it's like thor jumps back into you know like oh we we set up this idyllic place for don to just hang out for a while while he's thinking about all the pain and repressed memories that he has that he didn't actually experience, what did they think was going to happen? Like, or was it a thought of, we don't care what happens because he's again, he's a toy that we play with for a while. And then we put him in the toy box and no one thinks about the toys when they're in the toy box, but then he, he, he tears him. He tears himself. He tears his world apart. Uh, And then he comes, he comes for the one person that could have done something about it.
1: And and here's the thing is also I feel like another nice way that this connects to real life in a way yeah. uh, beyond this story is like my understanding is that it was idyllic it was utopian like for you know all the years all the decades however long it was uh, until like the transfer of power from like Odin being the All Father to Thor becoming the All Father Thor. Uh, who it, weird if he's the all father because he doesn't have kids yet. As far as I know, uh, unless I'm mistaken. He's like about
0: the, like the all uncle or something. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: <that. laughs> the all uncle. That's I, that's another thing that I really like. that. I think uh, I only noticed in like the Jason Aaron run that he's like, Oh, the, the, all this, the, all that, like that. They're like, Oh yeah. We're just like, I mean, creating these new things that feel again, timeless because then yeah. once they're created, they're like, Oh, in the story. Now they have been here. We just haven't referenced them because they didn't exist, <laughs> but now they exist sort of retroactively through all the space time continuum of, you know, this universe, yeah. uh, this multiverse. But uh, the, the relevant thing that I want to get to is uh, okay. Ooh, I, I might be, might be losing it. So we were just talking about, uh, going on these adventures uh what were we talking about right before now seems... the,
0: the 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 idea that like um don don isn't given a chance to, to transform yes and... got it
1: got it got it yes yeah. so the the transfer of power happens uh, yes. thor thor becomes you know the all uncle uh odin <laughs> goes off and does his own stuff and it it seems as though like i mean my my speculation or my take on Like what? What I mean, and my understanding from the story is that at that point, that is the point at which, like, the Odin magic that was powering the idyllic place where Don Blake was living, fine, like, shifted, because for whatever reason, it's like my grandmother died last year, uh, and she was ninety-one, and she lived uh, like you know a a good a good life as one can, and as far as I know, and I love her and I miss her, and I have now like you know I've been talking to my mom more cuz my mom was her only child not my mom's only child and there are like stories now that my mom's like oh if only we could ask grandma that to get you know the the exact like we well, i guess all we have is our own our own memory our own speculation our own records um or like my mom has like you know she had some bank accounts that were like linked with my grandmothers and so she now has the you know the information that can unlock certain things but not other yeah. things and like when, when there is a transfer like that, when, you know, that hopefully like, you know, we all, if only we all could get to, you know, live as long a life as we want and deserve. And then as the end is approaching, be like, well, I guess let me, you know, write up a will. Let me, you know, tell you where the key to the safety deposit box is. Let me yeah. make sure you have all the information so that. All of the, you know, the assets can be transferred. The information can be transferred. But, like, if you forget to do something, then you're like, oh, well, I guess what that we'll never be able to get into that box, uh, literally or yeah. metaphorically or know where all the stuff is. And it seems like, I mean, for, you know, I, I understand that the gods in the Marvel Universe are not, like, the uh, literally, uh, I mean, I guess I, it depends on the story that you're reading. Yeah. Uh, it yep. seems like they're not, like... It seems to me that like the 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 most all benevolent all all omniscient uh, all knowing all loving being wouldn't get as angry as the Norse gods get sometimes. So I feel so like it makes sense with that that it's kind of like Odin's like, "Ooh, forgot to give you the keys." To that uh don blake utopia you want to make sure there's enough gas uh in that to to keep that thing running like that it seems like it was an oversight you know to not provide (laughs) the oversight necessary uh to keep that and so because of that error that you know if humans are made in god's image now god is Uh, Remade in, you know, like, oop, I, uh, humans make mistakes, and so that means that sometimes God makes mistakes, and, uh, and so then that's what led the serpent to be able to get in there to try and, like, team up with Don Blake to, like, reveal, like, you know, this villain being like, hey, you've been uh, unaware of this valuable truth about yourself. Hey, do you want to get back at the people who did this to you, the gods who did this to you? And he's like, yeah. And also, uh, I don't care about you either. So I'm going to, mur- I'll start by murdering you. And then I'll have power. And then, and so that's like, I get the thing that, uh, that connected with me, uh, is like, you know, everyone's just trying to like in, again, in, in Buddhism, the idea is that, We all are striving to increase happiness and decrease suffering for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our families, for some people, for our, you know, our communities, our country, our world, for ideally, optimally, all sentient beings to increase joy and decrease suffering. And we're, we don't all know how to do it the best. We don't all know what will lead us. In fact, sometimes things, the things that we think will lead us to happiness actually bring us in the other direction. and. Uh, but in this story, you know, uh, the serpent was just trying to do its thing to live a happy life, you know, which involved causing other people harm. But, you know, like the yes. serpent was created to be just in, you know, constant battle with the forces of light, the snake versus the bird type situation, yes. uh, which also I, re- I realize uh, in, uh, I don't know if, uh, how much you are aware uh, of, I've talked about in my comedy, uh, about yeah. Ayahuasca. Um, Yes, I do um, remember those stories. (laughs) And so ayahuasca, you know, a plant medicine, a psychedelic sort of uh, an entheogen, a hallucinogen uh, made from vines and leaves from the jungles of South America, uh, among other places, perhaps. And uh, when I've done these ayahuasca ceremonies that are led by a Peruvian man uh, who, you know, has been working with these plants for decades, uh, he has shared stories about the Peruvian culture uh, that maybe goes back even longer than Peru, but that there's like the heavenly realm, uh, the earthly realm, and the, the nether realms or the realm of the dead as represented in the culture by uh, but going from bottom to top, the snake, the, the cat and the condor. And so I, I feel like there's, you know, historic, you know, uh, cross multicultural, Uh, resonance with the idea that there's like on one end, you know, this like heavenly bird, the, the, the creature of the light. And on the other end, you know, this, you know, potentially hellish like snake, the creature of the dark. And that like, you know, like sort of the, the, I've heard of the native American tale of like the two wolves that exist within everyone, the the wolf with the positive attributes, the wolf of, the negative attributes and which one will win the one that you feed like so similarly you know like in this case instead of just wolves uh you know bird and snake and so you know the snake fulfilling its purpose all of us striving to uh fulfill our purpose fulfill ourselves you know live our happiest most uh meaningful lives and that uh, because because of the suffering because of the pain because of uh the things the legacy of things that we we were birthed into that you know were yeah. not our responsibility or capacity to even know what it was until we're here and we're like, well, I'm just doing the best with what I have, and like, oh, uh, yep, one God forgot one thing, and. Uh, then, uh yeah, oh sorry this uh now uh god dragon creature is uh on the loose and has your memories and uh oh you know uh, my, my bad <laughs> oops skidoops. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's funny that uh I feel like this episode needs to be like retitled like uh we talked about philosophy a lot and then there was some punching at the end and uh <laughs> that, that uh that 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 faded uh but there is a there is a you know we've already talked about the conclusion of this story for for don really thor just kind of he he comes back he he wins the battle he tells uh, he tells odin he's like bro i that i'm the all uncle like you know i've i've got this uh and then odin kind of slips back away and everybody kind of goes back to what they're doing like it, it's it, there's a few consequential things there but like everybody teams up to beat don and then they all just kind of go their own way and but as we like as we wrap up this conversation i know that uh you like to do this on uh, your show broccoli and ice cream where you're like hey is there any part of this story uh that we didn't talk about that you were like Ooh, before we shut this down i really want to hit on that or um or maybe go a little deeper on this thing i, I just want to give you the opportunity and then we'll 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 shut this one down. Uh
1: sure. I have a, a couple a couple things that I'll try to get yeah. to all of just real quick. One is I just really I don't think I'd ever, I knew that there was a Frog Thor like uh <laughs> which is fun cuz it kind of rhymes with Trogdor, the burninating uh dragon from the <laughs> Homestar Runnerverse. Um I That's a so blast I, I, from I, the past. <laughs> oh yeah. I wasn't super familiar with uh the Frog Thor, but I really loved uh the the issue with him and uh, Lockjaw, just yeah. like you know, bouncing around everywhere, and just I feel like that was sort of like a little microcosm of the thing that I loved of the larger thing, where it's like, oh, this all-powerful being, uh, how are we gonna beat him? And at the end, of course, with this other all-powerful being, uh, don't even worry about it. But in the in the frog episode, uh, it's like the the frog was doing uh, great, like was really uh, pounding him for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and then eventually we, we find that oh, uh, it, that didn't work forever. Um, but it was just such a, a cool little uh, little bonus story that I I didn't yeah. wasn't super familiar with and liked a lot. Um, another thing I like is uh, what is it? Oh I mean, just the name of it is, Prey, P-R-E-Y, because it's sort yeah. of like Don Blake has become this hunter and is yeah. going around attacking. And also, I don't know. I'm sure that the the thought crossed his mind that the other word for uh, P-R-A-Y is yeah. uh, a word that is associated with gods in this way. And like, you know, like you're hopefully. I mean, he was sort of like praying uh, for things to be yep. other than they were. And as were many Absolutely. characters. Um, and I think that that might be oh the, the only other thing is just a one final joke that I didn't get in, uh, but I will <laughs> is uh, you know it seems like Loki you know now is uh, an ally more and so it seems yeah. like uh, at the Don Blake might be uh, a person replacing Loki's place in sort of the the pantheon in the in the storylines here as a, a real Thor in his side. Uh, <laughs> you know, every, every heroes has its Thor.
0: Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's, that's going up on the the show. <laughs> I, so what before I, I just wanted the, the name, the name fascinated me too, because I, I like Jason Aaron and I, I, he is, he is my Thor writer. Like he is the reason that I love Thor everything else. You know, back then, you know, I, I started with, the Chris Hemsworth movies and Jason Aaron's Thor. That's what I started with, and so uh, I've done a little bit of research uh, into the into the the man behind the writing, and I've done the same thing with Donnie Cates. Both of these men are uh, Jason, Jason Aaron. I've heard him say this in interviews that he is he's an atheist. Like he he grew up in a religious household, but he's an atheist. And I I don't want to say definitively, but I believe Donny Donnie Cates is along that at least like agnostic it def, definitely not like strictly you know uh, 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 spiritual in in any uh orga- organized way we'll put it that way um and what I love about these two men when they write is if there was any hurt attached to religion or God in any way, they have written I I believe truly therapeutic like processes of like hey, you want to know what I think of God. Here's a volume of Thor. This is what I think of God. Um, like you referenced the God butcher earlier. Like it's, it's one of these storylines that Jason Aaron will be known for when, when his career is done, people will, will think of a lot of things, but the God butcher is something he's going to, he's going to talk about or that we'll talk about with him and with Donny Cates. Also, this is, I, I think this is a good example of like, yeah. Even, even gods have a dark side. Like even we all have this, you know, we all have this potential for like a duality of like, what, what would happen if like our worst nightmare, what, what if we became our worst nightmare?
1: Oh yeah. And
0: I, I, I think, I think both of those, both those men do a great job of digging into the depth and the complexity of like, what does the shadow of a God look like? and um i just like i just when you said pray and kind of the 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 two uses of the word i was like knowing the guy's writing style there's no way that, that wasn't a thought
1: oh yeah absolutely with uh, a lot of thor thought in that one uh and just uh but what about it's funny you know the I, i've never thought about this the the all father uh, yeah. and thor uh, I feel like if you ever had to do a speech, you could be like, you know, our Thor fathers, who, uh, um, Thoris. Bathorus uh, uh, Bithor- is uh, like a Thor, a Thor, Th- Thor-, Th- Thor- Th- it's hard to, okay, I- I've, uh, I've, I've said too much. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, they, the thing that that you're talking about with their, with respect to like their belief systems. Yeah, yeah. Like, which... Uh, of course, like, they're, you know, these authors, uh, which, but also, I, I don't have it, I have it in the other room, I'll show you later, maybe, i yeah, yeah. a picture of it, but uh, I was hanging out with a friend of mine uh, just before uh, doing this show, and I told him I was going to be doing this Thor podcast, and he's like, oh, I have a yeah. thing for you. He drew up uh, a, like, with a, sort of like the logo, you know, the the stylized Thor lettering, and it yeah. says the word author, A-U-T-H-O-R, and oh, then- nice. But instead of the mighty Thor, it says the righty author.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
1: It's, oh, uh, my it, it's pretty fun. And here's like another sort of a take on that, that I feel like to both of us, Jason Aaron is sort of like the golden author of Thor and gold in Latin is AU or in the the chemical element table. So AU Thor spells author. So he's the golden AU Thor author. <laughs>
0: The, the man like all the all the intricacies and the interconnectedness of this is awesome
1: i uh, uh yeah thank you
0: as like as it. we as we shut shut down i just you know i i i've appreciated your comedy for so long and, and you know if you want to hear more with mike we are gonna put up a, another conversation on patreon where we're just going to talk about his love of comics um but if listeners wanted to find your your
1: creative ventures where can they
0: do that where can they reach out to you, interact with you?
1: Sure, thank you for asking. Uh, So Mike Kaplan is my name, and I spell Mike weird, so it's M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. If you look for me on any social media or at my website, MikeKaplan.com, you can find me there. My stand-up albums are all, you know, where you would hope to find them for the most part. Uh, Streaming, downloadable. uh, And my most recent one is called AKA, and I I like it a lot. I'm very proud of it and happy with it, yeah. and recommend it. Uh, my very first album, which is the one that has the Punisher joke on it that you mentioned, also does have, okay. I believe, a Thor joke on it, where I ask, uh, I talk about the kind of person who says things like, who do you think would win in a fight, Thor or Superman? Uh, <laughs> yes. And I think my answer is something like, I don't know, but I think I know who would win in a fight between you and anyone you went to high school with. And, uh, <laughs> and also right. I am that person. So uh, <laughs> that, so that, that all my albums are available somewhere and where you'd hope albums to be for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then I also put out a weekly newsletter, that uh, usually is just a a few jokes, a few fun units uh, that you can sign up for for free or uh, for bone. it comes out once a week for free uh, at mikekaplan.substack.com and then also you can subscribe for greater, uh, greater uh, sendings amount Uh, Yeah, I I have a degree in linguistics and uh, greater (laughs) sendings amounts uh, is what I came up with there. But uh, I I also do have a Patreon where bonus podcasts of my own come out. So yeah, but if you put Mike Kaplan wherever you want to find Mike Kaplan uh, business pleasure content, uh, (laughs) you you will find that content.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, like I said, we're going to put up another conversation with Mike, where we're going to just kind of keep this going for a few more minutes. And if you want to take part in that, go to our Patreon and uh, you can hear more of Mike on that. But Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the free version of the show today. I appreciate it so much,
1: man. Same.
0: That is going to do it, everybody, for our conversation with Mike Kaplan. Be sure to go check out all of his comedy albums, his podcasts, and his music, even. His music is phenomenal. Uh, So go check out all of his stuff. Support him. You can go follow him at Mike Kaplan on Instagram and Twitter. He is a great funny presence on both those platforms. So I recommend that you go check him out and that you go check out the other part of our conversation on Patreon. Go to the Across the Bifrost Patreon page and there is about uh, 25 more minutes of Mike and I talking about his love of comics. The series of, ish- of comics that he collected the most of. I bet you're not going to be able to guess what it was. But he talks about that on our little bonus chat for you. So go over there, sign up for Patreon for just for a few dollars. You get some more bonus content. It's, it's a lot of fun. So go check out our conversation over there. I also recommend this week. So we've been we've done a few iterations of this Ryan recommends. And a lot of it has been content or a movie or a show or a comic that I want you to go out and read. This week, I recommend that you have a happy holiday. Yeah, I know that's kind of cheesy, and I know that's, you know, oh, of course, we we all hope that each other has a good happy holiday, but I understand that Christmas is a crazy, busy, hectic time of the year for most of us, and I just would like to remind you, to recommend to you, take a deep breath. Have a great Christmas. Have a great holiday. Whatever you're celebrating, whoever you're celebrating with, have a great week. Have a great week leading up to Christmas. Listen to some Christmas music. Read some Christmas comics. Watch some Christmas movies. Get in the spirit and enjoy your holiday. That's what I recommend for you today. I also recommend that you go rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Go follow us on Spotify and continue the conversation with us here at Across the Bifrost on our social channels. We are at Mighty Thor podcast on Instagram and we have a free public Facebook group. We just ask that you be kind and courteous to all the other members of that group over on Facebook. Just search for Across the Bifrost Mighty Thor podcast and we just we have some great conversations on there. There's a lot of great other fans there that you can talk about the Mighty Thor with. So be sure to go do all those things as we go out today. Reminder again, have a great holiday. Have a great Christmas. We will see you here next Sunday when I am going to be joined by not one, but two special guests to talk all about my favorite aspect of the world of Thor that we have not touched yet. We are going to talk about Jane Foster Thor for our last episode of of 2021. Yeah, we got all the way to the end of this year and we hadn't talked about Jane yet, so I knew we had to. And I invite two uh two of my newest friends onto the podcast to talk about her phenomenal debut. So I I, I shouldn't give you any more more of it right now. I need you to wait till next Sunday to get more of this awesome content about Jane Foster. So be sure to check out next week's episode. Have a Merry Christmas and remember to stay worthy.